This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notifier button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Go ahead. We are live with the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Roundtable Edition. Um, we are so excited to be with you. It's been a crazy week for us, and we want to do a little debrief. And at 345, we are going to bring our friends in from across the pond, uh, Sam and Jason. And so we're excited about that. And the reason we're bringing them in is we're going to talk about the episode we did with Jaylon Franklin. And they actually did, Jason actually did an episode about our episode. And on their Plate Stack Chat podcast, they talked about it. And they echoed a lot of the same things that were in the comments. And so I thought it'd be a good way to talk about what was in the comments by having them come on and kind of express that and us have a rebuttal to that. So we'll do that in about 15 minutes. When but, we get to that. Okay. Should we be, yeah. give an update then too on what's happened since then? Yeah. 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 Cause we have too much to talk about before that. Okay. Yep. Too much. Okay. So All right. Go. First thing, go. Kat, you got stuff? Go. I mean, I don't, I, this is personal stuff. So you tell me when you want me to talk about personal stuff. And when yeah, the only thing I, I want to talk stuff. about from the CrossFit world is uh, <laughs> Dave Castro. Um, okay. Since yeah. we were last on, he has been on the Savon show um, and he is now doing his weekly little updates, uh, which is pretty awesome. Um, but I loved him on the Savon show and I just wanted to see if anybody else had seen him. I thought it was a much more reflective Dave. If I could say that, um, yeah. I thought it was interesting that he said he was going to start trying to control his language um, <laughs> yeah. to be more uh, in present for presentation purposes, things like that. And he actually criticized himself for saying too many F words on the Savon show. Um, but I, I just thought it was an interesting in string, very raw and um, kind of open Dave that you don't, you didn't get in the past. I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm, I've kind of always wanted him back anyway. So I'm just sort of happy that he's back, <laughs> um, yeah. that he's doing things again. And, you know, he really has loved the affiliates. I uh, actually had a chance to reach out to him and ask him about the level four stuff, because that's something that I've always been interested in and they're you know for people that don't know um currently level three is the highest level you can get in crossfit and it's been that way for about four or five years now there has not been a level four curriculum um and so if you are a level three coach and you're wanting to sort of get to that next level there is no avenue to do that um they've been talking about revamping it for a very long time now so it was one of the questions that I asked Dave, like, hey, what's going on with the level four? Because I'm just being selfish. That's all I really care about at this point. Um, and he said they're working on it. So, you know, I don't I don't know. That sounded a little bit like a trust me answer. But, you know, hopefully they are working on it. Um, and that's going to be something that comes out in the near future as well. Because for them to have a, four levels of certification and for them to have not had a curriculum for that level four for so long, um, mm -hmm. 
makes me even question the validity of the people that have L4s currently. And that's not a dig on anybody that's that's a level four, that's seminar staff. But I think if you, you know, you lose it if you don't use it. And if there's no sort of recertification process and there's no, you know, you have a lot of people out there now that are like CrossFit personalities that are level fours that aren't in the gym and that aren't coaching and they still get to keep their level four credential. Like how good are they actually? Um, if they're not practicing if they're not practicing that and you know there I'm sure there are exceptions to that but you know I have to maintain 750 hours of coaching which isn't a lot but I have to be a coach in order to get my level three renewed they're not going to just hand it to me every three years so um I was curious you know I, I'd be curious to know like what goes on with that and I and I think there needs to be sort of a recertification for those people that are just kind of hanging out there with their level fours and they don't seem to ever they don't ever seem to um uh, expire, <laughs> right? Like once level four, always level four. I don't know how it works, but I may yeah. open up a whole nother can of worms there, but that's just kind of my thing. No, I think that's a good can of worms. Um, that's and been they've promised come out, for a very long time. Yeah. And they've come out with badges now. So I don't know for level ones and level twos, but if you're a level three, they send you like a digital badge. So now I have this like digital thing that I can put, I guess, like on LinkedIn, or if I want to like show it on Instagram, I don't know how to like do that actually, but I keep getting these emails about it, you know, saying congratulations. But the thing that bugs me about it is that it says, it says that it was issued on September 21st of 2021, which was my three-year renewal date for my initial level three. So I've been a level three now for four years, almost coming on four years. But if you look at my cert, it only looks like I've been a level three for eight months. So like they need to put something in there, like established on this date, you know, renewed on this date and then expires whenever we could, I mean, not to be like braggy, but like I earned that. And I don't, you know, there's a difference between someone who has had their level three for a day and someone maybe who's had it for, you know, three, four years. I don't know. Well, there well, aren't that many of them. And I you feel, I feel like there, I feel like there are a shit ton of them. I know they keep saying like, there's only 1%. But like, I feel like they post once a month, all these new people getting their level threes. And it's a lot of people. I would venture to guess. I mean, unless there's so many people getting level ones that the percentage just stays really low. Do you know what I mean? Because the denominator doesn't change or the denominator gets bigger and, the, and so does the numerator. But I know uh, there are way more people that have it than four years ago. Yeah. Which is why yeah. I want to get my level four. Well, when they take the picture, though, the test isn't complete. Correct. So Andrew Sten just jumped in. I wanted to wish him a happy birthday. That was yeah. yesterday. He yeah. is one of our loyal listeners. And uh, we want to recognize Andrew uh, turning another year older. And uh, he did a hell of a workout yesterday to celebrate. Yeah. So. And Andrew, tell us if you have a website or something where people can look at your um, flag designs because those are really cool um and i don't know if they just need to find you on instagram and dm you or if they can if you have a website set up but he makes these really cool uh american flag they're wood things. they're wooden yeah, yeah. <laughs> like signs andrew do you have a level three is that the badges that you're referring to i think he has a level two okay. and i think they're going in order from top to bottom so like the level fours went out like three or four weeks ago. And it seems like now the level threes are coming out. Okay. And then I would imagine that at some point in time, the twos and ones would also come out. 
So going back to the um, Dave. Dave, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought I haven't listened all the way through, but I thought um, I, I did appreciate, though, I, I did feel like it was a different Dave, Dave in some sense. Um, but I felt I was really appreciate, appreciative of how like raw he was um, with like kind of what happened with at uh, CrossFit HQ. And I also loved the part where he talked about the community, how he said, yeah, I did think about just like leaving the community. But then I realized I'm still a part of this community whether I work there or not. And I, that, that just like, I, I thought that was a really, really thing to say, especially through all this. Um, I will say, I've told you guys this, I personally have a hard time listening to Savan podcast. I, he just has a different style than, than I prefer. And I have a hard time kind of following along because I feel like he jumps around and doesn't give enough space for, for his guests to answer um, the question. So, so I, I I just had a harder time with it, but I, I loved that Dave was on there and, and the, what he gave to it. And he, and he definitely said he was, if he's not going to be a part of the games, he will not be at the games. Yeah. That was, didn't we, didn't we talk about that in the round table yeah. last week? Yeah. Like, hmm, I wonder how he would feel about that. And yeah, as predicted, it would be a weird, a weird existence for sure. Yeah. But I, you know, maybe things will change and maybe he'll have a really big role with the affiliates that'll keep him sort of away from the action and, and still make him feel like he's a part of it. But I totally understand completely. Yeah. And, and it would be hard. nobody, nobody's fault, but it's sure. just how he feels. I've loved and... the analysis he gave about, he was like, yeah, it was like my child. I gave birth, not just, yeah. it was this car that I worked on that the car was already there. Like I created this, created thing. it. Yeah. I want to know who the mom is. <laughs> Who the baby or who, mom or, or who's the baby daddy really? <laughs> yeah. 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 I thought it was really good. And I, and I totally understand that. And he said that if he's not going to be there, he's not going to watch either. Like he just, right. And not that he's not supporting everyone that's involved. Yeah. He just can't be there. Me too. Andrew, Andrew said, I thought it was funny when he told Savon not to say they were friends. I did too. <laughs> like, yeah, let's not associate that part. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So what's going on with you guys? I just got back from the pool. I coached a, a lot this morning, and then it's beautiful today, not too hot. So I just went to the pool with my daughter, and now I came back here and going to do some jobs around the house. That's funny, because after my workout yesterday, I climbed out of the pool, too, of my sweat. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was going to ask you, Amy, how many jobs do you have this summer? Now that you're off from oh, school, uh, I have 536. Okay, so you're down one or two. Yeah, just just one or two. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but this week, I mean, I'm coaching like full time this week because we've got yeah. two coaches out of town, and then I've got another coach that has COVID. So kind of, I thought it was funny that you were like, I had to coach to 5 a.m. and it's one o'clock, and I need to take a nap, and I was like, bitch. I do that every fucking day. Oh, no, day. I do coach at 5 a.m. every day, but I coached 5, 6, 7, 10, 12. And so I yep. was like, yeah. I get it. I know. <laughs> but again, I have fewer side jobs than you, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, you're in the you're um, in the groove though. Like that's just normal for you now. Sure. For yeah, Amy, that's, not, that's a yeah. different thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely the first couple of weeks of that. Uh, bore the brunt of the lack of sleep and delirium and all that kind of stuff. I'm definitely getting used to it now. Um, I will tell you the story about how I lost my car keys yesterday. 
Okay. Um, before I opened up the gym, which I need my car keys to do that because on the car keys are the gym keys. keys. Yeah. Um, so there's a dumpster in my parking lot that's locked. It's the vitamin shops dumpster. There's other dumpsters too, but that one, that one's locked and it's where I park my car typically. And the trash truck came at like 445, pulled up in front of me before I pulled into my parking spot and he's dumps the trash out. He leaves. I park my car and I notice that there's a trash bag outside of the dumpster because the nail salon that's next to me does not pay for trash removal and they just put their trash bags next to the dumpster and no one ever throws them away because the dumpster is always locked, mm -hmm. right? The only time it's unlocked is at five o'clock in the morning on Wednesdays after the trash man comes and dumps the stuff. So I thought I'd be a good Samaritan and I walk over, it's 4.30 in the morning and I'm got my bags and everything else and I go and I throw the trash into the dumpster. And then I proceed to push the latch on the dumpster so that it's locked. How, how it locked, I have no idea because seriously, physics does not allow a padlock with a hole in it that was already attached to this piece of metal. I pushed it forward. I should have been able to pull it back and I couldn't, whatever, locked. I turn around, I go back to my car, I gather my belongings, I go to the gym, I can't find my keys. I'm like, where are my keys? <laughs> Right. So I go into my car. I look all around. I'm on the floor, floorboards behind, back, bag, pockets, bra, wherever. No keys anywhere. I'm like, mother effer, I put, I must have tossed the keys in the dumpster. It's the only thing I can think of, right? Like they are nowhere to be found. So luckily my car was unlocked. I had a spare gym keys made up when I first opened up the gym and they happened to be in a backpack that happened to be in my car. So crisis averted, I can actually open the gym at least. And I'm just thinking the whole time, like at nine o'clock, I've got to go over to the vitamins shop. This is like 5 a.m. Nine, 10 o'clock, whenever they open, I got to go over there and like tell them what happened, ask for the dumpster key and like go dumpster diving to find mm -hmm. my keys. So I'm telling everybody the story and we're all like, you can see from my open garage door, you can see the dumpster. So like we had full view of the dumpster all day. And we're, you know, I'm telling everybody the story. It's hysterical. Well, they're like, oh, you know, good luck getting your keys back. Go to the vitamin shop. I have a client at 10 a.m. He's a little kid and he hates to work out. And I said, hey, do you want to go dumpster diving for me? And he's like, oh, that sounds fun. So we walk to the vitamin shop. We get the key. We come out to the dumpster. We, we walk up to the dumpster. We unlock the padlock. We open up the thing. He goes in. He moves the bag. My keys are nowhere. My keys aren't in there. Um, like, I literally said out loud in front of this kid, where the F, and I didn't say F, I said the word, are my car keys. Like, there's nowhere they could be, right? Like, I only went from my car to the dumpster that morning before they disappeared. I take a step back, I look on the ground, and my keys are on the ground outside the dumpster. They had been there for like four hours, right? This is where all the crackheads walk, walk around and like pee behind my building and everything else. Someone could have so easily picked up those keys, stolen my car, had keys to my gym, whatever. We, we both walked over them basically to get to the dumpster. Like the fact that we didn't see them, my keychain is purple. It's not, you know, it doesn't like blend in with the pavement or anything like that. So only me would at 4.30 AM drop her keys, think they're in the dumpster, tell everyone they're in the dumpster, take, you know, strides to go get them out of the dumpster only to find them outside the dumpster. Yeah. 
yeah. my story. I need you not to hang out at a dumpster at 4.30 a.m. and then Allie. <laughs> I shouldn't be in my gym that early either because like it's literally right there. I think about that every morning when I like leave the lobby area and go into the gym area and the people for class haven't shown up yet and I leave the door unlocked. I'm just like one of these days I'm going to totally get murdered. Yeah. You're going to have to do no predictable patterns. You need to go in and out different doors. <laughs> There's so let anybody yeah. follow you. It's got to be different every time. I cannot believe, I just can't believe that even the, the 800 times I was telling the story and like, we're all staring at the dumpster you didn't from think, the gym. You maybe they're see, outside. You couldn't even see them out there. Crazy. Leave it to Amy to turn lost keys into a, I get to work at 4 30. I know oh, you got to have head on a swivel ready to go. Crazy. <laughs> That's my story of the week. Mm-hmm. Well, I had nothing that fun. So <laughs> with that, um, it is quarter till, yeah. uh, we don't have Jason yet, but we will bring our buddy Sam in Sam. Sam LaRoche. Hello. How Hello. we doing? The voice, the voice <laughs> of the strength and depth live stream. Bless you. I, I had my life, my life, I could have died a happy man that weekend. Because um one of one of our listeners, the plate stack chat, uh, tagged me in a in a story. Um and the, the story basically read uh, well it was a it was a picture of the comments, the YouTube comments, and someone had commented. Who's the who's the commentator? I want him to commentate my life. Aww. <laughs> That's like That's okay. Awesome. I could die right now. Very happy man. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. how often have you done uh the floor voicing or the floor emceeing for bit for events? Uh for strength and depth, that was my first well my first that was my first semi-final. Um I quick answer, about a year less than that and i started my it's kind of it's weird everything we talk about like pre post pandemic right so i did like a couple pre but then this year i've only done it a, a year's worth pre pandemic i did them for free at local boxes and then um was given the opportunity it's quite a fun opportunity um i funny story very quick one if if that's okay I've sure. come on as if it's my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Tell some stories. I do have my keys though, uh, firmly in my hand. <laughs> so uh, just thought I'd get that one out. Um, yeah, there you go. Not outside a dumpster. Purple or a bin, as we call them here in England. Um, but the yeah. So uh, quick, quick story about how I got into MC and at Strength in Depth. So I got into MC and at Strength in Depth through someone being in the toilet. Um, so the MC was in the toilet and they wanted to start. And the, one of the head judges also is the head judge at a, um, a competition, a really small competition for um, military, raising money for a military veterans charity. And I did that for about 20 people. And he was like, Sam will do it. So I was thrust the microphone, thrust the clipboard. Away you go. I was like, okay. That's cool. And I did it. And Ollie was around and was like, we need to get him MC in. Ollie, Ollie Mansbury is the guy who runs it. And uh, yeah, and the rest is history, which is brilliant. So cool. Yeah. That's awesome. What, is a, what does your hat mean? What's DFNT? Uh, DFNT, that is, in fact, 
the guy who owns it would love it. Um, this is the Defiant Co. Um, it's okay. uh, it, it's just a well, I say it's just a brand. It's it's a good like brand. an apparel apparel. Company. Yeah, an apparel company, but a small one. One of my friends owns it, um, awesome. but it was the closest hat to me. Um, when we started, I was like, I can't go with a hat on. These are these are blanks that I'm hoping to put like something from my gym on, nice. <laughs> and uh, and literally there's like five of them, and I keep grabbing them for the podcast, and then like taking them home, and then leaving them at home, and then I keep grabbing them. I'm not gonna be able to sell them because they all have my. I've worn them all now. <laughs> to be honest, if anything, it's probably worth more. All right, thank you. The the <laughs> asking questions at uh at you know CrossFit. Um, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, what they call uh, press press conferences. Press conferences. That's it. Really interesting. That's, anyway, you can come on. Well, you can come on anytime, the, Sam, anytime. The man of the moment has uh, has rocked up. Yeah. So uh. before before I have to jump off at four, um, I want to get into uh, what we brought you guys on here for, and then I'll jump off, and the rest of you can keep going. Um, yeah. And that is, we have Jason here as well from Plate Stack Chat and his own YouTube channel. Um, and Jason CrossFit Media. Oh, um, well, well, it's funny you should say that, Scott. I, I've never said the C stands for CrossFit. CF, right, CF. Uh, you know, my, my, my surname begins with a C, so it might just be, you know, Jason Croxon Fitness Media. Who knows? Who knows? We've never put it out there. Oh, okay. <laughs> we cover so all I, I made an assumption. But Scott has now, so. Well, Scott has now, yeah. Jason CrossFit Media. Jason has you, you, may have made, you, you may have made the assumption I'm hoping many other people make. <laughs> There you go. Yes. The lawyer the lawyers will be in touch with you, Jason, shortly, I'm sure. Can't wait. Um, so we had it we had um Jalen Franklin on on Sunday now, and uh you guys reacted to it, and I wanted yeah. to have you on because you expressed a lot of the same things that the commenters expressed. Um, and so I thought this was a good way to kind of get that out, kind of do a rebuttal show and talk about what happened and I, and I do want to set it up first is how it all happened so it all happened on friday night i was actually laying in bed ready to go to sleep and i get a text that jaylon is going to contact me and i and i don't want to name that person um but and he promised jaylon the opportunity to have a fair and equal place to tell his story so we jaylon contacted me later that night I did not go to, I did not go to sleep. Um, we kind of worked it out. We did a pre-interview on Saturday where I told him what I wanted to run through. He and his agents approved that format. And then we kind of went with that on Sunday. We broadcasted and our intent was, and I said it at the beginning of the broadcast was we were not there to give our opinions or, um, or judge Jaylon in any way. This was a new story and we were just there to put the news out and give him the opportunity to say what he wanted to say. I was hopeful because we agreed to live comments, but we got none. Nope. And I was really, hopeful, really surprised. I was hopeful that that would be the place that things would kind of take a turn. And we didn't have that opportunity. Um, but the comments definitely did. And that's what I was hopeful for. Um, the after the fact comments took that turn. I was hoping they would happen during. Um, yes. But that's kind of how it happened. So let's 
talk about what you guys said. And I had a lot of people like message me personally and say, why didn't you ask X, Y, Z? And I was like, Be because it was, it was his story to tell. It was just my platform to be a part right. of. So. Right. Yeah. I, I guess, I mean, on, on, on that side, like I, I really love, I mean, if nobody's visited my channel, like very much my approach is I'm not here to give you my opinion. I'm just here to say like, these are all the facts that I have, you know, from both sides and you go away and form your own opinion. So I, I appreciate the kind of, we're not here to give our opinion. We're just letting him tell his story. Um, so, so for me, in fact, the, the video I did sort of breaking it down wasn't again, a, a critique on, on the interview. It was more just like, Oh, when I heard this, this was the question that sprung to my mind. And I don't think, and, and obviously, you know, I don't know how much your hands were tied. And in, in fact, I think Kat messaged me because obviously you guys put it out late for me here in the UK. Um, you know, I put my video out and went to bed basically because <laughs> it was really late when I put that out. And I woke up in the morning and Kat messaged me saying, I'd ask this question. I'd ask this question. Like, these are the things in the comments. And I'm like, ah, okay, I see that. Like, it's not like you guys didn't think of the questions, but maybe your hands were kind of tied and you couldn't ask them. But saying that i don't think it's unreasonable and if they didn't let you i think that is unreasonable that you can't ask follow-up questions you're not giving your opinion you're just saying like okay you've just said this um could just clarify what you meant here or why you why you said that and again it's not giving an opinion it's simply just kind of trying to get more information because the the i mean for me the one question that i've that I've mentioned multiple times was just the, I stopped taking it in March mm -hmm. and it, it's just so suspect. And, and it's the kind of thing where you're like, Oh, why did you stop taking it in March? I just didn't really see I was getting any results. Oh, okay. Like a question asked and answered. Brilliant. But not answering that question just opens the door to massive amounts of speculation, which is why I felt that it was more damning, <laughs> like doing the interview than if he just said nothing. If he just said nothing, he said, oh, I think it's a tainted supplement and we're investigating it. You know, I, I imagine 99.9% .9 of the people that follow CrossFit would have been like, oh yeah, we've heard this before. Um, but you, you couldn't, you know, really drill down on a, yeah, but I don't believe him. It would just be, well, again, it's, you know, another person saying tainted supplements. But when you say I was taking this pill and then I stopped in March, it's just like, oh, this sounds sounds suspect and i think a few follow-up questions could have either kind of cleared it up or you know dug a deeper hole obviously but um i think i think we in the broader span man i'm going on soapbox has come out sorry but I, I was thinking about this a lot because knowing i was going to talk to you guys seeing your interview it's very much the same issues i had with the press conference that you don't get like cat asked a brilliant question was not answered but was not given the opportunity to ask follow-up questions uh, and nobody else asked a follow-up question to anything. In fact, the only time we got a follow-up question was when Chase kind of cleverly turned an athlete question into <laughs> basically a previously unanswered question. And, and for me, it goes like all the way back to the Eric Rosa thing when he left. You know, that it was just opinions, right? On one side, or the other promotion fired, and you're just like, okay, they've said they've accelerated the plan. Why? Done a good job? Done a bad job? Like, there's just questions. Ask a couple of questions, and you eliminate speculation. You have answers. And I don't think that the people involved in CrossFit media like get the opportunity to do that. I think everything that's given to you or to you know Morning Chalk Up or whoever else is putting stuff out the press conference, it's so like choreographed and scripted, and they they're just press releases. They're not 
there's no opportunity for an interchange of kind of a discussion and questions and follow-up. And I, I think that's where all the problems stem from. And I'll put my soapbox away and I'll let Sam speak. <laughs> I, I think that's really good feedback. I think that that's something like that could be front-loaded at the beginning with before an interview saying, hey, we're going to ask some follow-up questions to gain um, you know, more knowledge on it, but not as an opinion, but just to gain information. Yeah. I think I think it becomes a fine line, um, especially in the moment. Does our follow up question have a slant to it? Right. And I know Sam said that we were vanilla and we were probably vanilla on purpose. That was that was my that was kind of my point. That, that was yeah. where I was trying to get to. Maybe I didn't portray that quite well enough. And because you actually said right at the beginning, this is an opportunity for a guy to come on and tell his story about well, you know tell tell the what is it i don't like the word history because there can only be truth. the narrative but, yeah the narrative to tell yeah to, from his point of view why you know how he got popped um I, as as jason said he um it, his channel is very much about fact i'm all about opinion <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not that i don't like fact because i've done a lot of sort of fact checking and fact looking stuff and i've been going through the comments like accidentally looking for uh, yash's comments in in this one and, and um bruce wayne talking about tainted products and stuff i don't buy that i genuinely do not buy that um i, I did some i did some sort of diving into uh gw 15 16 which is what seemingly what he popped for and don't get that mm -hmm. in supplements like you don't get that in athletic supplements. It's not a, um, it's it's not allowed to be in any supplement, and not even in the compounds that go into supplements because it was pulled from testing in like two thousand seven. Um, so you're not going to find that in a supplement that you're using, you know, in sport. Um, you're going to use that particular thing is is enhances endurance and in, and promotes fat loss. So you're going to get that in like a diet pill. Essentially, it, that that is you. That's what it was used for. It was used to, um, well, they they started testing it as a thing to cure diabetes. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so lower lower cholesterol. I think yeah. was what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so, so essentially, you're you're not going to get that in your average, you know, in your average supplement. Um, so the whole the whole idea of it being tainted and and stuff and and really, and the thing has a half life of twenty hours. So if you, know, if you had a hundred percent on day one, mm -hmm. if after twenty hours you've got half that amount, and after twenty hours you've got half again, so I did I did a bit of math. I get a bit of math. <laughs> You'll love this. I did it literally pencil, pencil, and, uh, <laughs> pencil and paper. But I worked um, out Charlie, after. Charlie and I are starting to take this on Monday. By the way, just so you know, because it improves endurance and helps with fat loss. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, they're going to see if they can become as fit as Amy, who's natural. Mm -hmm. And a level eight, <laughs> Natty. We're gonna do a little <laughs> compare contrast. But I, I, I genuinely, I, are, you, are you being you're being serious? I, I, I don't know yet. Okay, but she I, is kind I, of being after, serious. I'm, I'm being after doing serious, the yeah. after doing after doing the research into it. I was thinking to myself, actually, this gives me all the benefits that I need. Right. Promotes. I'm, I'm being serious. Jason's laughing. I'm being serious. Oh, the part that says it causes oh. cancer. 
Well, yeah. but that, but that, there's speculation over that. Oh, it's oh, just that. speculation. Don't worry that about was it. One, that was tell one tell that to the doctor when he says, "Oh, by the way, I think you've got cancer." But like, no, no, that's speculation, mate. I've, 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 I'm, I'm with you, Sam. It looked like the perfect pill for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gaining endurance and I'm losing fat. See, the, the problem is, Sam. I always look at you as a potential games athlete, and I just worry that you're going to ruin your career by. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> you might pop. I don't, I don't have that idea. problem. Well, thirty-five. I worked it out that roughly thirty-five days would bring you within I mean, I mean these are quick literally rough back of an envelope numbers but sure. roughly 35 ish days is going to take you way below the threshold i gotta dive out hopefully right. uh, my meeting got canceled and i'll come right back okay sounds <laughs> good see ya um yeah and that and that depends on your metabolism, now that he's right? gone tell me I mean, was it me because he's as soon as i arrived he said i've got to <laughs> i've got to be off in 10 minutes yeah. so i'm just wondering no definitely not he no, had a meeting all right um <laughs> But, but you're right, Sam, like you could, you could take, be conservative and say 45 days, right. And, you know, stop 45 days prior to, and like cross your fingers and hope you don't have a weird metabolism that holds on to stuff longer than, you know, the published half-life and then go from there. Yeah. But the, the other thing is that, um, I was reading up about the, the military have a, a lot of people see it as a Psalm, but, and it's not, it's not actually a psalm is it's a slightly different thing but yep. a lot of they're saying is that a lot of the guys in the military the military the u.s military tests don't pick up so the standard tests don't normally pick up psalm so you'd have mm. to have a specific test to pick that up which is why some people take it and and even then they'd have to there'd have to be an incident where they thought there was drug taking involved for that to happen so you could see why someone who was doing their Special forces training might be interested in something like that, and he's back. Look at that, yeah. cancelled. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. So I just this is a bit of context why I I think as some of the guys are saying in the comments, Bruce went it, it came across disingenuous. Like I mm -hmm. I thought that too. I thought this guy has obviously got some form of script that some donut had told him to say. Well, it was, I, it was I almost it, as if I think sorry, it's actually opposite of that. I think he tried to go unscripted. To what? To come off more natural, to come off more genuine, sort of. I'm not reading from a. I, I think, and I think that was the mistake. Yeah. It, it's funny, is it? Because usually when you look at, um, you know, high profile sports, if somebody, if there's been some kind of a scandal, quite often they would just come out and read a prepared statement, statement. and they right. would just say, right, I'm, this is my prepared statement. And they would just read it and sometimes have follow-up questions very often not. Um, and you almost feel like, like that's, that's what like the Instagram post from um, the other team felt like, right. It's kind of like, here's our prepared statement. We're just putting this out there. And then you do with that what you want. I like that. I, I like, I think it's a good step that athletes are coming forward that you can have these conversations but if you're going to have these conversations, you've got to have these conversations. You can't sort of come on and say we're having a conversation and then just not basically and just be like, we're having a conversation. You're not allowed to ask me any questions I don't want to be asked. You've got to have it sort of like planned out what, what we're going to let you say. Um, right. But then <laughs> I still find it shocking that that was planned out what you could say with your agent because I, I, I almost felt like, oh, who's representing this guy? They really should have stopped this because this is not a good look for you. And to hear that they're there and they're like, you know, pushing this thing almost, I, f I thought was 
was kind of madness, to be honest. I mean, unless he was so innocent that he was like, let go because, you know, tell your story because you are going to show how innocent you are. That would make sense. But this, you know, maybe it backfired. Maybe, I, I don't know. It all felt, it all felt a little bit strange to me. That was, that was all. Well, if you remember, I said, I, we had a pre-interview with him 24 hours ahead of time. Mm. Was that different? It, it I'm not going to say it was different because I, I don't want to talk about what we talked about there, but I would think that a, a, someone would have that much time to prepare would come off less indecisive in his comments. Does he have mm-hmm. someone? He, you're saying that he has an agent because my 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 straight up assumption was he doesn't have an agent. He doesn't have anyone looking after his PR. Is it, he, if he does not have the, an agent now. He uh, did on Saturday. Oh, okay. That that says that says a fair amount about. I'm I'm guessing his agent said, "Don't say this. Don't say this. Don't say this. Don't say this." And he went, "I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this." They're like. <laughs> Now, I have a question for you. And you, again, you and you can feel free. And this is what I would tell anyone. If I didn't, you can feel free to say no comment. And and then I'm free to you know make my assumptions. Did he have an agent or did the team have an agent? I believe he personally had an agent. Okay. And, not represent, and that agent wasn't representing the same, the, the other members of the team then? No. No. Okay. Because he was, you have to remember, he was training as an individual yeah, up until true. this point. And I, I mean, I pinged you guys during the interview and said, you know, dig into how, like, let's find out how he formed this team. And he didn't really answer that question very well either. I, I wanted to know more about, like, he was training as an individual because he did a, he did a podcast, I think, in the middle of February with someone and he made no mention of team. He made no mention of training at CrossFit Shoefly. Or anything like that so it was interesting to me that he was even on that team and that was kind of what i was curious about like how did this even evolve and i and i don't remember exactly what he said but it was kind of like oh they reached out to me and, and i went on their team but i wanted to get more into like well i was really training to be an individual you know didn't make semifinals, and maybe he did i don't know i didn't even look at his stats but that's well, always interesting to me when people go from individual to team and why. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I let completely fly under the radar because it had nothing to do with the, the interview and the topic and all of that. But yeah, when you asked him about the team, well, not you, obviously, Kat, when, when Scott asked him about the team and, and, and how it had formed, or, and even when he talked about, like, had you spoken to the people, the way he speaks about Shoefly, I cannot believe Victor Longsved was not allowed to compete on a team, and he is, because it seemed like... <laughs> right it yeah, did not point. seem like he is someone in that community at all it was sort of like oh yeah i, I know the owners i hope you won't know the owners like bare minimum you should know the owners what, what's going on and and so i mean it doesn't matter you've already been disqualified but i just thought that was another kind of it's just I, I guess it's that thing where you start knocking like a little bit down and then you see more and more cracks appearing and you're like well this is all a little bit suspect but um you know but as i said it had nothing to do with that issue so i i, I didn't even mention it but it definitely yeah. you know my my spider sense started tingling when i heard that this is interesting yeah i um it's funny because i did not know Jaylon before friday night other than watching him on the floor at the event i knew one of his teammates i've known her for 
a couple years and a lot of stuff has come out. I don't believe he was an original member of the team. I think the team formed last fall. And at some point, Jalon replaced one of the men. And I don't, and I think that was, and this is all rumor and speculation because I do not have confirmation on this, but I, I don't believe that was um, both parties saying this is a good thing. I think they kind of booted one guy and brought him in. I wonder what he thinks now. Right. <laughs> and, and since this, another teammate has popped. On that, right. on Shoofly. I thought I saw I, that. I have not seen that. I thought I read that. Ooh. That's why I'm saying that. All right, let's look that up. But let me address okay. Bruce's question here. Was he a part of the Army fitness team? So his team was um, CrossFit Shoofly. Um, but he had just been accepted, I believe, as part of the Army Warrior Fitness team of athletes to represent the Army in CrossFit, if that makes sense. So it wasn't the team wasn't an official Army Fitness team, but he was going to become a member of that fitness group. I hope that answers that, your question there. So like in the way Chandler Smith was oh, a, a member correct. of the group, but was competing right. as an individual. Yeah. I, I apologize. It. it was a different team that I read it too quickly. It was just together. So I apologize. Yeah. So that was a, a CrossFit CLT or. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Grid house. Hunter Boss. Williams. That was Hunter Williams. Hunter Williams. Mm -hmm. For the same substance. Yeah. Well, probably buy, buy their supplements from the same shop. Don't they? So interesting. <laughs> this is an interesting comment though, from Caroline uh, Prevost that just says that every member of every qualifying team should get tested. Having oh, one right. female and one male is not enough. Yeah. And if yeah. people don't know that, um, that is how it goes. All mm -hmm. four members go to drug testing and two get, and I don't know the process, Two get drawn out of a hat. They go to testing. The other two get let go. And you say drawn out of a hat, but you don't know that. That's I do not know. The, yeah, I said, I do yeah. not know the process. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have the wheel of um, drawing like you do, Kat. <laughs> Who's the lucky winner? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it might be a cost thing. It might be a logistical thing. They, they, I guess they figure they're casting their net wide enough. I don't know. But yeah, well, you would think they it think should, it should be everybody. The threat and not knowing is enough, but apparently it's not. And yeah. Andrew, I do not believe that anything's been rescinded yet because they're still in the appeal process with the type B sample. Except I really like what Bruce has to say now. They must have had the same friend. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think so. <clears throat> the same friend with a bag of pills. Yes. Yeah. Must have had the same friend. Do you reckon that was Ricky Garrard's friend too? Right, exactly. <laughs> Lots of people's friends. Yeah, yeah. Soon, soon to be my. It must friend. have been Ricky's brother, I think. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And and I and I don't I missed the end of the conversation, Sam. But um, I was surprised how easily you could Google this and find it for purchase. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I. It's crazy. Because Probably all the benefits are the things I need. Just than it is to find it in a supplement, I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, much easier to Google it than to find it in a tainted supplement. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, while we have you guys on, let's oh, talk dear. a little about some other stuff just for fun. Um, I wanted to get to Bruce Wayne asked a question earlier, um, just to change gears here, if you don't mind. What do you guys think of TDC's Weekend Reveal? Have you seen it? Uh, I've seen two of them. 
How many has two. he done? Has he done? A, has he done the third or just just done two? Just I think two. Just Monday two. Yeah. was the last one. Yeah, seen. Um, has anyone else seen them? Am I the only one that's seen them? Yeah, no. I've seen them. I've seen, I've seen, I've, you're not really working in the CrossFit media space if you haven't seen like the main guys. Yeah. They're, they're, they're somewhat mundane, right? I mean, it, it seems like they're just going to be this sort of what did I do last week? And it's a little bit it, it, it's a little bit reminiscent of like when you had a job and you had to write down all the things you accomplished in, in the week before and give it to your boss. I mean, I don't know. Um, I appreciate the transparency for sure. I think I think that's the main thing, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Agreed. I, I think it's that if if there's been one complaint that has, I would say, like resounded across CrossFit from before before the change of ownership, from you know Glassman's days down to to to, to Eric Rosa to now, has always just been kind of affiliate owners didn't feel like they knew what was going on people didn't feel like they knew what was going on it's like there's no communication we don't get told what's happening nobody knows what's happening uh, and i and i think there's just this now desperate like overcorrection of like we need just to let you know everything <laughs> that mm -hmm. i'm doing and that way no one can sort of say and i i think it's you know it's good to know i mean if anything it for for me personally so like when dave was fired i did we did speak about it obviously because you know, everybody spoke about it. Um, I, I, you know, was very disappointed with the way it all went down, all of that, even though I've, I'd never been a Dave Castro fan. I like, I, I, I wasn't a huge, you know, I, I, you know, he's very kind of all, I say all American, if you know what I mean, he's very kind of that, that style, which I'm obviously not. And um, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have a problem with him. I want that very clear. I did. I just, I wasn't like, uh, oh, Castro's amazing. Um, but I think it's because I had him wrong. I was always focused on his role in the games. And then it was more digging into what he, what else he did and learning more about everything else he was doing. And now, when I hear him going to affiliates and actually listening, I think listening is the key thing. I think it's not that he's going and talking at affiliates. I think he's going and listening. And I think that's really important because it's so much easier if they would you could imagine a kind of goodwill tour where you send Dave Castro out to all the affiliates with a, you know, scripted kind of talking mm -hmm. points. These we want you go and tell them we're doing this and tell them we're doing that and tell them this is the next big thing. And he's not doing that. I get the impression he's just going and hearing what they're complaining about. And then who knows what he'll do with that information later. But I like that. And actually now I, I think I like Dave Castro much more now than I did even before he was let go. So, Jason, how long have you been in, been in CrossFit, the circle? Uh, like six years, maybe six, seven years. Not that long. Okay. So right about when you started, David, I think just he was doing that in the early days where he would go to affiliates all yeah. the time. And then it kind of stopped abruptly. Yeah. Um, probably about 15, 16. Uh, because <laughs> the games were getting so much bigger. Sorry, can I, can I just address a comment Bruce has made? Yes, I know he's yes. Mexican. I know he's Mexican. <laughs> just... um, which, if yeah. I'm not wrong, is part of the Americas. So, in that regard, yes. <laughs> and 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 I think you know what I mean. Like he's yes, and I'm not saying I've got anything like against that. Personally, it's just it's. I I think when you look at like cultures, it's so different from any of the cultures I've been kind of involved in. 
and, and that's the only reason it's not like oh i hate this it's just sort of oh it's if you like it good for you it's it's not it's not me that's all yeah um sorry i just what what i would appreciate <laughs> is a is a weekly update from boz and justin yeah well only if they actually answer questions <laughs> well, or if they and, were just... and listen yeah, let us know what, what's up. Because, I mean, it's interesting to me, like, who's testing workouts? Is anybody testing workouts? You know, by now... I I, I, I could... I, I, I've been, you know, after taking some GW1516, I'm pretty good at it. You're now. ready? You're ready? Yeah, <laughs> ready. You know, is there going to be is there going to be a demo team this year? Like, is that still a thing? And, and will it hold the same sort of prestige that it has in the past? Because, you know, those athletes really look forward to being sort of handpicked by Dave. To, to do that kind of stuff. Um, I'm interested to know what sort of changes will arise with the new regime. I kind of like the fact that it's not all about Dave, like the game. Mm -hmm. It was like my, my first year of like really, so I was watching the games for a while, but never really like ingesting it, if you will. But like, I think it was 2018 with the crit race. And he like cycled out in front of the crit race. And I was just like, this is so cringe. What are you even <laughs> doing? Like, and I think it was that the year he had cornrows as well. I was no. like, Dude. No, I think that was the year before. The, yeah. was, the year before he had the yeah, cornrows. Was, was, that was 16. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, anyway, I'm, I'm, oh. mixing across, I'm mixing games this together now. It's, it's okay. It's, it feels like that long ago. Um, But I, I like the fact that it's, it's not, the Dave show because I think that makes it more um, professional. I think it makes it more of a professional because you don't see, I mean, the Olympics is different because it's a whole bunch of events. It's, there's not, but I, I'm, I know Jason loves it when people compare the CrossFit Games to the Olympics. Yeah, so. I love that that's the go-to, like this, no, no, this but, fledgling but, sport that's so but, new and let's compare it with the oldest known sort of but, continuous event. Exactly. We but can the imagine. World Cup. Okay, so the World <laughs> Cup. So the NBA. You don't see like you don't you don't see like the creator walking out in front of everybody going, Hey, look at me, you know, this is what I did and and, and I love right. when he when he was on I watched the Savant. I am sort of you, Amy, about the Savant mm -hmm. show that you said in the beginning that, yeah. that it's hard it's a hard listen. Um, just because it, it jumped and then there's yeah. like weird phone calls and stuff on some of the shows and I'm like, what, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> bring back or wrote Dave. Yeah. Yes, Bruce Wayne. I'm, I'm okay with it not being the Dave show as long as it's not no, the shit show. I don't... Yeah, that, those were my thoughts exactly, Kat. I think it would have been cool if it was like highlighting the athletes more this year if CrossFit had their ducks in a row. But it has been a complete shit show this year trying to pull this off. Yeah. yeah well, I, I found it very strange from the very beginning because it's like, we've got rid of Dave, but we're going to do all the Dave things. Yeah. <laughs> and like, well, this, right. Yeah. And this we point, were getting rid of Dave to make a change and yeah. we're doing everything the same, but worse. Yeah. <laughs> I think Paul in, the, Paul in the comments is saying, I think it's unfair to say it's about, uh, it's all about Dave. I, I don't think that's the way he would have wanted or wants it to be. And I, I, yeah, I agree. I don't think, I don't think Dave wanted it to be about Dave, but Dave is such a strong character that it, that's just how it become. It's not, that's the intention is not, you know, people think, oh, it's, that's a cool idea. I'll cycle out in front and then like, they can all go after and it'll be really cool. And I think that is a great thing to happen. Like, and it's a really cool idea, but then 
unfortunately, it does just become about Dave. It certainly felt like it for me. Maybe maybe it didn't feel like it for, for people who were there or people who weren't watching, but I don't know. I, I wonder if you go, um, and, and maybe, you know, the Clydesdale team can address this far better than I ever could. Because uh, I know you've you've been to the games, you've you've mm -hmm. sort of you've watched it in, in in person, and I wonder if in person you get that same vibe of it being so much about Dave. Um, and and the reason I ask is because I think I think I think the media is very often to blame for the the heroes of CrossFit or who gets the focus. Um, and I will always go back to like when we didn't know who Tia was, and you know Tia was absolutely destroying the games. Yeah, and nobody cared because we only cared about Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Right, they didn't show the whole field of who and was doing. Two well. years in a row, she like crept up on them, and like the first year, I get it, you didn't know who she was. Fair enough. And the mm -hmm. second year, you literally, I think you can hear like Sean Woodland or someone say like, you know, where did she come from? And I'm thinking, what do you mean, where did she come from? Have you not, you've not been paying attention this whole time? You've just been focused in on your kind of name favorite athletes, and you forget everybody else. And we see it happen. Even to today, across the board, we pay attention to five people that we've decided are the most important people. And that's all we see. And we learn everything. We, you know, we're told everything about them because we've got to sell the story. But then, yeah, if you don't like one of those people, that's like a fifth of the time is dedicated to, you know, that person. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the same thing with Dave. It was sort of like, oh, we've got to have Dave, whether they're painting Dave as kind of the bad guy who's sort of trying to torture these athletes or the, you know, the world's greatest programmer or whatever the narrative they want to spin is. They're the ones putting all that focus on Dave. And I wonder if you're there in person, just in the stands watching the events, whether you focus nearly as much on Dave. No. Yeah. I, I, I would say no, because I would see him. He would be in you know like the media pit like watching the event and it wasn't that we were focused on dave i mean it was cool when he would walk by but it was really you got to see him behind the scenes of like running and and, and checking things and wa watching things to me it never felt like it was the dave show when in person yeah when i when i went to i saw the games in carson as a spectator this is before you know any podcast or anything like that and the only time I remember seeing Dave was when he married that couple in the tennis stadium, which is also kind of weird, but that's the only, and I remember maybe, yeah. And maybe after one event, I saw him like tossing hats up into the crowd, like getting them signed and things. I will tell you that being in part of media last year at the games, I paid a lot of attention to where Dave was and who was with him and things like that only because I was behind a very different lens, um, you know, and seeing the behind the scenes and, more interested in that piece of not more interested but also interested in that piece of um of the games and how it was so and in 19 when i was a judge you know you couldn't help but see him and you just cringe when he walked by and hope he didn't yell at you because you were doing something wrong um so yeah those are like all three visions <laughs> combined. let me ask you this jason did you were you at strength and depth uh this just gone yes yeah when you're there live at an event, isn't it kind of like you get to tell your own story because you're yes. at the event, you get to watch what you want to watch and it becomes your story. And that's what I love about live CrossFit. When you're watching on the stream, you don't get to see everything. So you have to take the story they give you. Yeah. yeah. So I, 
I well, was your working... experience was much different at Sid than the spectator, right? <laughs> yeah. So I I was working as a spotter for the live stream. So like telling them. So basically saying like, oh, this, you know, this judge is about to put their hand up or, you know, lane three is in front of lane seven. And, and it, it was a, a bit weird because there was a bit of a disconnect. I couldn't always, it, it couldn't always be like, because you had to give numbers. I couldn't be like, oh, like, oh, you know, Zach George is about to finish or, you know, Tori's in the lead. It was sort of lane seven, lane five, because you were directing, you know, cameramen and maybe people that didn't always know, you know who anybody even was. Um but what's interesting is you've got the massive screen up there as well. So you can see what they are broadcasting. And you can tell that the things you're saying don't always affect the, nar the narrative that's being shown on, on the big screen. Um, and definitely the athletes that I found very interesting and was supporting throughout the weekend were not always the athletes that were getting attention on the big screen. Um, and if you don't know, Jason loves uh, Helga. Helga Dotte. Yeah, massive Turi fan. Because again, it's a, a perfect example of someone who is incredibly consistent. She's been at the games so many times. She's performed very well at the games. She's never had that kind of big break the same way Annie, Sarah, and, and Catherine have. Yet she's incredible. Like comparatively, she's the most consistent. Yeah, uh, and she gets almost zero attention. And with the small interactions I've had with some of them. She's by far the friendliest, <laughs> the nicest to speak to, in my opinion. Um, but maybe because I was heaping praise on her, I could be that. But um, but it wasn't until you know she got two event wins in a row that finally we started paying attention. Um, and when I say we, I mean everybody apart from me, because I was already paying attention. But <laughs> the crowd in general. Um, but yes, I, I definitely think when you're there live in person, you see the whole field. You see interesting things that people miss, um, and and. And yes, and and there are things I think, especially you know when you go back maybe and you watch bits on the live stream or you see people make videos and you read comments and you're like, yeah, there was context here that you've not seen. Uh, there are things going on that just didn't appear on the stream, um, and that's always interesting as well. Right. Yeah, I um, it's funny because like Cat and I were at Syndicate, and then we would do a wrap up show with Charlie and Amy. And they would have different stories from the stream than we would from having been there live. It was almost like we watched two different events <laughs> yeah. at times. And I'll tell you, um, from being behind the curtain there, CrossFit media, the actual CrossFit media, only only interviews the, the top five athletes. Yep. Mm -hmm. they don't, they, they don't if you're in six, they don't even, they don't do even pay attention. They don't even do that. And, and that's not a criticism either, because I think that that's important, right? Mm -hmm. You finish, if you, at Sid, they were only interviewing the person who came first, maybe in each event, maybe, maybe the per person who came second. But you, you only have a, a certain amount of airtime, right? So you can't, can't, you can't do everything and, and be with everyone. I, and now I, I, I talked a little bit about this on PlateStack chat, but, I, and I'm guessing you guys, you guys know Rothy and Eric. Rothy's the I know, I know who Rothy is, but head of broadcast and Eric's the like was the producer at Strength in Depth, and they were really, really lovely guys. Um, and and I, but I, Rothy obviously knows almost everything there is to know about everybody because that's like his job, right? So mm -hmm. if he didn't know everything about everybody, then he wouldn't be any good at his job. But I, I was watching in the in the broadcast truck. 
for the, I think it might have, must have been the, one of the team's heats because one of the other MCs was on and I was off. So I wanted to go in and have a look what was going on. And it was, in, it was insane. Like, it was just, it, it was like they were launching some sort of space shuttle going on. It's like, right, camera one, cue camera one, cue camera one, go camera two. Oh, you freaking missed camera four. Right, go to camera five, camera five. Right? And, and then they're like, literally, it's like that the whole time. And they are, um, that's one. Yeah, she's probably got a coach, I'm guessing. No worries. Um, and they, and then at the end, they were like, whoa, yeah, that's amazing. You know, and then did the high fives and all the sort of American stuff that you guys do. Um, and then, but the the thing, it's obviously a deliberate choice to pick some athletes to follow. But I don't know whether that's because, it's certainly for strength and debt, because he didn't necessarily know all who, who all the athletes were which athletes were going to be the best one mm-hmm. um, for, like at the outset. But I think, uh, but I think, I think that's important having, and having someone in who definitely knows. So like, um, uh, Solvi Sigurdardotter, who was there, was obviously going to do well. You could see that before. Um, and, and Thury as well. Uh, obviously Emma McQuaid and Jacqueline were sort of head to head for that for that top spot for most of it. And, you know, and that, that's the, they're, they're the stories, but there are also other stories, but there was a lot on Katrin David's daughter and she, she came 18th in two workouts. Right. Like out of six. So, you know, if there were plenty of other people who came 18th in two workouts and they got zero. Yeah. But because of her history with the game, that's, you know, and, and with European CrossFit that, I guess she's maybe earned that. I guess, it, again, it tells a story, you know, but maybe it tells it in the wrong way. But it's I, interesting because I know we're totally getting off on a tangent, but like even when I go back and watch like the documentaries, it only tells a narrative of the certain athletes and not not the bigger, you know, of the events and stuff. And and I get it. That's storytelling. And that's what they're supposed to do. But I'm also like, but I, I watched the stream. I know that these other stories were cool that happened. So. Yeah, but but you see, I think, um, and I think it's a bigger problem because there didn't exist another medium to tell these stories. And maybe this is, you know, it's funny, isn't it? Because we, you know, on the one hand, we kind of criticize and and maybe rightly so. But at the same time, um, we don't want them to cover all of these stories. Otherwise, we'd have nothing to talk about. So I think, you know, the fact that you guys are there and you're able to, uh, to, to get these interviews, I think it's good because... I, I don't mind as much if I know somewhere else I can get that information. Um, Contrastly, like at the um, press conference, it irritated me that half an hour was dedicated to stuff the athletes I've heard say on other podcasts. I'm like, this doesn't like, I don't need a press conference to know what it's like for Brent Fukowski to train on his own. I'll go listen to Coffee Pods and Wads and hear him talk about it for, you know, half an hour as opposed to a, a question here. I've got Bosman. I want to know all these elements about the games that I don't hear somewhere else. Um, yeah. So I, I think, I think the problem is that CrossFit is still, it is still new and particularly on this side of things and, and they controlled the media for so long and they let it go. And whether or not you think that was a mistake or not, you know, people have different opinions, but that's been great for people like yourselves and, and us. Sure. Um, and, and I think the problem was that they let it go and it almost immediately went to morning chalk up. It was like, we don't control the media anymore. We've given it to this one other company kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think the more people that get in 
And I, I would circle all the way back to like your interview that we were talking about at the beginning. I think it's good to have like, oh, I know if I go on Clydesdale, they're going to treat me nice. And the questions, you know, they're going to, the questions will be the questions we've agreed and they're not going to mm -hmm. put me on the spot. But I think when we look at like talk shows or interview shows in mainstream media, you know, you'll have those kind of chat shows or the talk shows. But you also know like, oh, I really want to see this person go on that show because that person will really grill them. And mm -hmm. if I see them go on that show, then I know that something new. Yeah, they've got nothing to hide, maybe. And I think we're starting to see that. And I think like, you know, you guys have talked about Savant's podcast. Mm -hmm. He will ask questions that no one else is asking, but he'll be thinking about things that no one else is thinking about. Mm -hmm. And so he'll get you like completely a different interview than if that same athlete comes and talks to you and you guys have got, you know, kind of the questions that you want to speak about. They're going to be very probably games focused, training focused, life focused, sort of that way. So I do think it's as much as it irritates me no end when I'm sat at home watching the stream and I'm like, oh, just talk to anybody else at this point, especially if the person won in heat one or two and we never see them or hear from them. And you interview again, you know, like your Brooke Wells or someone in, in heat three, just because just because right because yeah. they're a well-known name that that's really irritating if you mm -hmm. want to say we're just going to interview the people that win fine but when it's a choice to pick a no name over the person that actually won because it would be like if it was me i would tell them if you win heat one say so you stay here until heat two finishes and if no one in heat two beat you you stay here here until heat three finishes if someone beats you in heat two you're free to go and do what you want but like have them there on standby because if you tell you what, if you if heat three finishes and you've still got first place, you deserve the interview. That would be uh, one change I would make. CrossFit, if you're listening, one little 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 suggestion for you there. You're welcome to it. What um, what I was trying to do with the with the live commentary, essentially for the people within, is because um, there was a comment. I think there was a comment in the comments about you can't get everyone in, and actually, mm -hmm. I I think I did. There were only 10 lanes. We're not, you know, that which means there are only 10 people that you, you possible people you've got to talk about. Um, but I um I tried to get everybody, everybody in, you know, and obviously try and tell the story of, of each heat, but also in the next heat, try and give out the fastest times to those guys so that the, the crowd know where we're where we're at in terms of the finishes. So I'd go to the Tory in the in the scoring team. Um who was the fastest finisher and at what time? So you could say this person was the fastest finisher, you know, and then the crowd, everybody that's watching has that opportunity to, to know what's going on, on the floor. And then you can talk about all, all 10 athletes. Obviously there are some athletes that are not going to be as good at some workouts. So you, they can sort of get less airtime on that particular workout, but that that's okay. But as, as long as you cover like at least half, but I, that I found that watching it back, um, uh, to be honest, I only watched it back to see when you hear me. But because <laughs> obviously you don't know when you're live. But yeah. um, basically, that was heat one and heat two, right? And then heat three was the one where um, Tommy and Mads came in, and they were talking about, generally speaking, they were talking about the names who were in three, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's important, as you say, like as, and as people are saying, it is important to talk about all of the athletes. And as Jason was saying, like keeping the winner there. To the, the winner of the current heat or the, the current winner in in the booth to go we want to interview you because you're amazing one yeah i think i i just want to kind of wrap this up with that that that's an excellent point because at syndicate 
the 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 guy who set the world record, Spencer Airy, in the rope climb event, was the winner out of heat one. You know, and we were lucky enough to get an interview with him coming off the floor. Now, you know, I was back in a tunnel with very little light, and you can't really see his face because we're not like part of the media team there. But we got it, and and it wouldn't be that hard to just interview the guy coming off the floor that won each event or the 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 female that did the same. Um, I also agree with you, Sam, on the like the Katrin David's daughter point, right? She gets so much screen time, and she was never really, really a big threat to make the games. Right, well, not, maybe not. the story about when she comes out and she takes first on that event, like great, like you had a rough start, you did great on this event. Let's hear how you feel at this event. But yeah, I agree. But like, but going into the final heat, heat six, um, I, I did some quick maths at the time. And if she won that event and got 100 points and you didn't yet give points to anybody else, she could come fourth. But of course, everybody has to get some points, even if it's yeah. the lowest point. So at that point, you just immediately. So, like, you know, you build you build this drama that just isn't there. It's not there. There's, there was no way she could get to the games at that point. And yet we've got a, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, guys, this, this was so much fun. You know what? I really do appreciate the feedback. Seriously. I'm open for it. Yeah. And, and just so you understand where we're coming from and this is our opinion show, like this is where we give our opinions. Mm -hmm. um, but in that case, and this was our first big kind of like breaking news that was not necessarily of the good kind. Uh, so it was our first time through and we definitely learned um, and we will, we'll probably change some things if we ever get that again, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think the fact and, that you didn't burn him means you'll get it again, right? You did, you deliberately didn't burn him live. And I said that a lot of times on our, on place that chat, like you deliberately didn't burn him on multiple times on, on live on YouTube, which I think was really kind. And, and it will out. always be, if it's a new story, not to burn him, right? Yeah. Let him, let him burn himself if that's what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. But but we could ask more follow-up questions without a slant. Yeah. Yeah. But and I, I, and I, I do agree though, that it was like, and I think I said this in my video, like that would have been a really tough interview because you, you do have to think as well. Like it's easy to sit at home and watch it and think, well, you know, this person, this person, but it is a person. It's a, you know, I'm doing a lot of work at the moment with the adaptive athletes mm -hmm. and, you know, people making accusations and things. And you've got to remember that this is somebody's life. You know, if you're yeah. making this accusation, it's not the same as saying, hey, that was a no rep. Like, yeah, this is this is you're, you're dealing with somebody's life. So I absolutely you know, you have to be you've got to show some it's, empathy and, and be gentle and kind. And like and, and I think you, you guys did do a, a great job. And actually, I was, you know, when I saw the thing flash up, it was like, oh, breaking news, this and that. I mean, that's why I went and watched it. And you know, mm -hmm. I felt really bad to make a video about it to be honest because it was only like the previous week that i'd been the subject of a hiller video <laughs> and, yeah. and when i saw that i was so anxious and i was like oh i hope they're not going to take this the same way <laughs> and I, I i've had time to think about it now i will say that the story did change a little bit from saturday to sunday right and i think that's become probably evident now that the agents have left him mm -hmm. Um, and things like that. And so that caught me off guard as well because there were, there were changes and then you're, you're trying to tweak on the fly 
you're trying to communicate with your co-hosts through text. <laughs> you're, you know, there's a lot going on and, and people probably don't know that like texts were flying during that interview. Like, and then you have to make split seconds decisions. Do we go this way or do we go that way? And I, and we played it safe. Yeah. That's okay. I have 536 jobs. This is like the, the, not my main one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get, so, I appreciate it for real. But, but even from, an, from just chatting about the other stuff, this was a blast. Yeah. We we're going to have to do this again. Um, yeah, you'll have to come over to us. We'll, we'll have to have you over on, uh, on plate stack chat. I don't go. know whether the times will work out as well. Oh, Kat's done it. So it must be yeah. feasible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We've, we've tried all different times because I've jumped on your lives before. Oh yes. I, I always seem to jump on when Sam's by himself. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> When the others can't be bothered to turn up. But that was all about good news that week. So it yeah. was. That's why I made sure I was late today. Just so you know, it wasn't, it's not anything personal about Sam. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I'm the same as Amy. I'm like, I've got a million things to do. And and, <laughs> and, and I, I already have to apologize to my wife and kids on a daily basis for the amount of time I spend doing this stuff. So yeah. it's, I have uh, nothing to do anyway. So you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't do anything yeah. else in my, in my life. No. Yeah, Sam, my, kid, Sam's just, my kid moved out. Your... My wife just barely likes me anymore. So yeah. Well, at least you have this. Yeah. Go, take your, go take your PEDs and, and go do some fitness, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you guys soon. Going to go ahead and end the broadcast, and we'll see you next time. And, hey, tune in Sunday. We have another breaking news, another Sunday with breaking news. Uh, uh -oh. Games Rookie is on the move. Uh -oh. And you're going to hear about that on Sunday. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube, as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use, and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.